0: Hello and welcome to Pastor George's Bible study.
1: We just want to take time to, to look at a few people. Or maybe we, if our time permits, we'll look at another person. But I think we'll just look at one person in the Acts of the Apostles and we will trace his life and trace his testimony. And use that or ch- use that trusting God to challenge our hearts so that we too can trust God to give us that type of testimony. Now, the reason why we are looking at it in Acts of the Apostles is first of all to remind us that that book, the Acts of the Apostles, should actually be the actions of every Christian or should I say it should be what every Christian should be doing or be partaking in doing, as the case may be. So we will study this brother's life. His name is Barnabas. And we just want to trace his life and see what were the qualifications he had that made him effective in the vineyard of the Lord in his own generation. So the first thing we'll do, let's just go to Acts chapter 4. We'll look at where we first heard him, heard his name, what he did and then we'll move on from there.
0: So Acts chapter 4 we will look at what happened or where we first heard his name. So in Acts for let's read it from verse.
1: Just for context, um, background. Let's read it from verse thirty-two down to thirty-seven, and then we will go through the book of Acts, picking up other references about
0: this man by God's grace. So. Can somebody read for us Acts 4 from verse 32 to 37.
2: The group of believers was one in mind and heart. None of them said that any of their belongings were their own, but they all shared with one another everything they had. With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God God poured rich blessings on them all. There was no one in the group who was in need. Those who owned fields or houses would sell them, bring the money received from the sale, and hand it over to the apostles. And the money was distributed to each one according to his need. And so it was that Joseph, a Levite born in Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means one who encourages, sold a field he owned, brought the money, and handed it over to the apostles.
1: Yes, so we notice there, the characters we see in that short um, scripture we read were the prominent characters. Apostles, the Bible said, with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is wonderful. So you had the apostles, but you see, as you read that, you'll be thinking, Is is it only about the apostles? But like I said, we want to look at this man, Barnabas. The Bible said in verse 36, And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet so something tells us or should I say the holy Spirit, God is trying to open our eyes to appreciate who this man is so Barnabas was a man who willingly nobody cajoled him his heart was very large he thought within himself "Ah, I have a piece of land Brethren are in need. I can help them. And he went, sold the land. Nobody forced him to do it. And he brought it to the apostles' feet. And you know what they did? The apostles did not use it to build mansion for themselves. If it was in this generation. (laughs) Maybe that's what, maybe that's, if it was in this generation, some people would be doing that. They didn't get the money and use it to build mansions for themselves. Look at what they used the money for. They laid it at the apostles' feet and in verse 36 and they distributed it to each one as anyone had need.
0: Yes. Uh, Kevin.
3: We um well a couple of things. One is that he's from Cyprus, so I imagine he may well have sold the land in Cyprus. So he'd been called from a long way away okay. in that sort of sense. Uh, yes. But that was just something. I mean, it could have been a local. It could have been a bit of land in Israel. Yes, yes. It was probably from Cyprus. But I, I mean, we heard a testimony today about. Uh, pastor in Nigeria he runs a church. So he's, the tithes that come in and the offerings that come in during the day mm-hmm. are shared out so that people can take them away so they have enough to eat for the week. Mm-hmm. So it's, it comes in and it goes straight out again. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
3: in yeah. It's,
1: it's wonderful because, you see, the question we ask ourselves again and again, that's why some people look at the church in some communities. They look at the church and they look at the pastor in charge, and he is riding a Bentley. Meanwhile, the church members in his church are looking for money to pay school fees for their kids. But, you see, we see a pattern here, in the word of God. They brought the money, and the money was distributed to those who had need. So, Everybody knows, you know, you can see the apostles uh, demonstrated the power of God, but they did not use that power for their personal enrichment. They did not use that power to enrich themselves. Even when um even when do you remember when <laughs> when uh, the man at the beautiful gate met Peter and John? <laughs> truly truly Peter said the truth. Silver and gold we do not have. They didn't, you see, these brethren were living as the Lord provided for them. They were not, you know, if it was in this generation, there's a, there's a, there's a chance that somebody will just say, oh, you, you have needless. Give me your bank account details. Let me forward 10,000 pounds in it, which is good. But what they gave that man that day, 10,000 pounds we finish. What they gave that man that day was far more than 10,000 pounds. So we see here that the principles on which these brethren were operating was the principle of helping. Even when they had the money, they wanted to help. They brought it in to help. They didn't use it to enrich themselves. They distributed the money as anyone had need. Not as anyone wanted. It's not as anyone wanted, as anyone had need. I remember in uh, one of in the church in Nigeria, in the church where I uh, was attending, there was there were some brethren who brought a lot of food stuff, um, rice, grains. I think they had connection with some farmers. And so they went and bought a lot of it at very reasonable prices. Now, they brought it to church so that they could distribute to those who had need. And I remember when they were making the announcement, (laughs) it was very interesting. The brother who made the announcement read this scripture. He said, we are giving as people have need, not as people... Want it. So if you have rice in your house, don't say, oh, they are sharing rice in the church. Let us go and collect our own. (laughs) As you had need, not as you wanted. Want it. Say, oh, they are sharing um, 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 boxes of, or they are sharing um, um, conflicts, boxes of conflicts. So, oh, let us go and collect our own share. <laughs> it's not your own share. It's as you had need. So, this scripture gives us a template of how, even as Christians, we should relate. Now, do we notice the Bible called, we are focusing on Barnabas, the, the Bible said he, his name was Joseph, but the Apostles named him Barnabas, which is translated son of encouragement. Do you notice something there? That this brother was called Barnabas because of who he was. And, I, and you know, I, I saw a pattern there. Jesus did it with the. Um, <laughs> Jesus did it with the disciples. They were only following Jesus' example. You know, Jesus called. Um, um, had he, he called Peter? a son named him Peter. It was Simon, son of Bad Jonah. but Jesus called him Peter. What's
0: the meaning of Simon, please? Simon,
1: what does he mean?
4: Rock, the rock.
1: Is it? Does it? Is that? I thought
4: Peter. Simon Peter meant, is Peter
1: rock. is the rock. Peter means rock, isn't it? Let's let's check. I thought Peter was the rock. Simon means wind. Flo- is he not? Let please
3: correct me.
1: Yes, let's 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 check it. What does Simon mean? The advantage of although Google might not be hundred percent accurate meaning?
5: That
3: he is that obeys Simon.
1: That he is that obeys. That he is that obeys. Okay, he is that obey, okay. I was, I, I thought that was, I, I was I was trying to check why Jesus called Simon
3: Peter. So Peter meaning? I thought Peter meant more sort of pebble or stone and rock
1: yes anyway. the yeah. meaning of one yes rock meaning rock stone mm-hmm. petros from the greek word petros which translates to stone okay
3: cephas i suppose in the hebrew see what that means okay mm-hmm.
2: but simon uh, it says here, the meaning is to hear or be heard uh, a reputation.
1: Yes. Kephas is also rock.
3: Okay.
1: Yes. In Aramaic. Yes. Anyway, the main thing I was trying to bring out there is that Jesus used to son give different names. Now, why did they call James and John Sons of Thunder? Okay.
3: Jesus. yes
1: do you remember <laughs> they, they called them sons of thunder because they were going to call fire down on the Samaritans like Elijah did mm. eh? because they refused to allow Jesus pass through and then Jesus and they calling them sons of thunder now for Barnabas it was, it was because of the person he was Barnabas was was an encourager. He had a large heart. So do you notice that his encouragement started from his giving? You see a relationship between a man who has a large heart to give of his property, of his substance. And you will now start seeing why he was actually called The son of encouragement. As we study together. Now let's go to. Let's look at. Something Barnabas did. In Acts chapter 9. This was after. The conversion of Saul. When Saul was converted. Now look at. What happened. Saul was converted. In Damascus. And then he came to Jerusalem. We are going to read from verse um, twenty-six. So at Jerusalem, can somebody read for us, please? Verse twenty. Acts chapter nine, verse twenty-six to verse thirty.
2: And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. And he had de- declared to them how he had seen the Lord on, that, on the road and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So, he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists, but they attempted to kill him. When the the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus.
1: So now do you see what was happening? Um, Saul was just converted and he was going, he, he, he left um, Damascus because they wanted to kill him. And then he went to Jerusalem. When he got to Jerusalem, what happened? The brethren were afraid. He tried to associate with the disciples, the followers of Jesus. They were afraid of him because they did not believe he was a disciple. Look at verse 26, but, no, verse 27. But Barnabas took him. And brought him to the apostles. Yeah. You see, Barnabas there. Mm-hmm. What made Ban- Barnabas was also a disciple. What made Barnabas not afraid to embrace Paul, the murderous soul who they knew just killed not too long ago. Do you remember? It was just in chapter seven that he had just organized the killing of Stephen. They knew that this man is the man who organized the killing of Stephen. And now, he wants to join the brethren. And Barnabas was not scared. He went to him. He took him. He embraced him. And said, don't worry. I believe what has happened to you. Barnabas had a large heart. Barnabas you know, if we think about it, supposing Paul was a fake, it was—it's possible. It's possible that he could have been a fake. We know he's not, of course, but it's possible. Barnabas was ready to mortgage his his, his faith. No, 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 not mortgage mortgage his life. Yes, mortgage his life, so that he would do the right thing. He did not care. Imagine Barnabas discussing with his wife. Let's let's make it practical. Barnabas was discussing with his wife in the house, and the wife said, "Barnabas, have you heard? You remember Saul? You know Saul, the Pharisee Saul of Tarsus, who organized the killing of Stephen. I heard he's in town. He's in Jerusalem now. He is trying to join our Bible study. The, the Bible study we are meant to have in East Jerusalem. I heard that he was asking. He was asking for the time." when we do the Bible study. Ah, but Barnabas asked the wife, he ah, was asking, did you not give him the time so that he can join me, give him the time, so that you come and list all of us, <laughs> take our names down. Eh? That was how he took names down and was trying to uh, deal with the brethren in Damascus. So that, why should I give him the time? I just behaved as if I didn't hear him. <laughs> huh? And I saw she. He was asking another um, that our neighbor, who is the Bible study coordinator, he was asking them too. He wants to go for Bible study. Me, I'm scared, though. I imagine Barnabas was hearing all this. Barnabas, Barnabas is saying, "Why are you scared? He's he's following. Let's let's go and let's go and investigate. Let's bring him in so that he can be part of us." But we can't be sure. Supposing he, he wants to kill us and take us, so that we can spy on us, so he can take us to the to the um, to, to uh, imprison us. Banabas, guess what? Barnabas, would say. Barnabas, you say. See, let's do the right thing. It doesn't matter, even if I'm going to die for it. The main thing is let's let's embrace him. And Barnabas, look at what he did. He took all oh, where all the border people were running away. He took him and took him to the disciples. Sorry, to the apostles. And they heard his testimony and he was, he was being encouraged. Barnabas was the was trigger the for Saul to be integrated into the brethren in Jerusalem. That is the son of encouragement. He has a large heart. Beloved brethren, this is a challenge to all of us including myself, that if we are going to do the work of God effectively, we need to have faith that translates into a large heart. We need to have that kind of faith. Now, let's let's keep going. We are looking at Barnabas and seeing how this is large heart translated into the the expansion or the, the, the push for the kingdom of God in the generation. Now, let's go. Let's go to um, Acts chapter 11. Remember, we are tracing his life and what he did. Acts 11. Barnabas, the son of encouragement. And I'm praying that God will challenge your heart afresh in, in as much as we are seeking to know him more and more and be effective for him. Acts chapter 11. Can we read? Is a story we've read before, but let's let's read it for for our own edification again. Acts eleven, verse. Somebody should read from verse nineteen down to verse twenty-six. Acts
0: eleven, verse nineteen to twenty-six. Samuel, please, can you read for us?
6: Uh, Acts 11, verse 19, uh, to what verse? 26. 26, okay. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen travelled as far as Phoenicia and, and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some from then, uh, men from Cyprus, from Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, also preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, Was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw, uh, saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them, all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose for he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and of faith and a great many people were added to the Lord so Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for, school, to look for Saul and when he had found him he brought him to Antioch for a whole year they met with the church and taught many a great many people and in Antioch the disciples were first
1: called Christians yes. So, we are talking about Barnabas here. And we just want to explore what were the qualities he had that made him effective for God in God's vineyard. Now, do you see here something, uh, the grace of God had had done a great work in Antioch and the brethren in Jerusalem heard, and the Bible said The news got to the ears of the church in Jerusalem in verse 22. And they sent Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came, the Bible said he saw the grace of God. In verse 23, he was glad and encouraged them all. That was the purpose. The Bible said he encouraged, he was glad and encouraged them all. That with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. So. Look at what Barnabas did. The first thing Barnabas did when he got there, what did he do? He saw the grace of God. Beloved brethren, this is a challenge to me. As a Christian,
0: even when I am not involved
1: directly in a Christian activity, even when I am not in charge of it, I have no, I don't have any part of it. The Bible said for Barnabas, he didn't have any direct influence on this work taking place in Antioch at first. When he got there, the Bible said he saw. That means Barnabas' eyes, he had the eye of faith. He had a good, because of his heart, the type of heart he had, immediately he saw the work of God somewhere else, he was encouraged. Do you know, there is always that skepticism, or should I say, a, a you, you have a, a tend a, a, people might have a tendency to look at something that they did not start, something they were not involved in, something they were not part of initially, to say, oh, because I'm not part of this thing, maybe they didn't do it correctly. But for Barnabas, the Bible said he saw the grace of God. You see, he did not see the faults in the work. He did not see the organization in the work or lack of it or good organization. He saw the grace of God. You see, that is challenging me. That I should look and search for the grace of God in people's lives so that I can be a source of encouragement to them. You see, the Bible said, when he saw the grace of God, he was glad. And it was because of what he saw. He went ahead and encouraged them. And look at the encouragement. All he was encouraging them about was, with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. These were Jews. Sorry, these were, these were not Jews. These were people who got to know the Lord outside of Jerusalem. And it's totally different. Yes, Kevin. I
3: mean I mean it, it, it is interesting the, the difference, should we say, between what we see Barnabas doing here and, and what we might be seeing in the yes. Christian community today. And I was just trying to think of what some of the reactions might be, which are ungodly. Mm. You know, there's envy that comes up, you yeah. know, that you know, people's churches are growing and what have you. <laughs> there's um there's maybe a feeling of inadequacy that you can't do it. And yeah. so there's that guilt and sort of shame or, or or whatever. Um but the interesting thing is whatever it is, it invariably ends up with people, as you say, trying to find fault. Yes. Trying to say that it's not the right way to do it or it's not how I would do it or it's yeah. not or it's not real. Or, yes. or or whatever and um yeah, i'm just wondering why those emotions are so prevalent
1: uh, do, do you know you know as i look at this again is it possible that what so, what they were doing in antioch do, you, do do we think it was 100% perfect let's
0: just let's just think
1: about it
3: well, I think it, it shows in a way that it doesn't because Barnabas's first initial reaction is to encourage them to, to press on and, and you know, not, not fall away straight away after, after being presumably born again. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's encouraging for them to press in yeah. and not, and not to, yeah, fall away, go back to business, go back to their normal day life. Exactly.
1: You see, I don't think, you know, when we read on, you will notice that Barnabas went and got Paul and they came together and they taught the brethren in that place. There was, maybe, that's my own reading, I might be wrong. Maybe there was no instituted Bible teaching, Maybe. Maybe there was some, but Barnabas just encouraged. You see, all he did was to encourage. Because you see, the Bible said he encouraged them to continue. And as part of the continuing, what did he do? He taught them. So what what is coming to my heart is that if Barnabas had come first of all to criticize them, there was no way they would have received his ministry. Of course, there might be some things they were doing that was not right. But you see, there's a way by God's grace. Those things can be corrected, even if they were not right. But he started with encouragement. He saw the grace of God. He saw what God was doing, that this is something that can grow. This is something that can go far. This is something that can, that can affect lives. But he started with encoding you see, because he still went ahead to teach.
0: Yes,
3: Give me. Yeah, I mean he went, I mean he did what he could with air, but I think it's interesting he went away to to get Paul, maybe to come and teach, as you say, head teacher or whatever whatever it is to make sure there. were. But you know, nowadays if you would see that you'd say, Oh, Paul's coming along to sheep still. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what that's what the reaction would be if yeah. it was to come along yeah. uh, yeah.
2: George um yes. can I say something because yes, yes. You know, in anchok where um christians uh, uh, people there were uh, first called Christian, isn't it and hmm. I am thinking you know anchok now is uh the modern day Turkey hmm. and uh Turkey is a Muslim country and I think what I am uh, thinking, George, is that if you evangelize or share the word of God, and I think you need to follow it up, it's not because you know, because at times if people will fail to pass on the word of God to the next generation, mm. we're going to get lost until the Ottoman Empire was established, mm. so they became uh, Muslim, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes. That's very true.
2: And I am I am really really sad because you know in Turkey that's when they are being called the first Christian outside of Israel and now you know Muslim mm. country now so yes it
1: is um is 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 a lesson to, to us now mm. that you know we cannot we cannot say people are saved and you don't teach them you cannot say people are saved and and we don't invest Bible teaching so that they can establish roots. And those roots we go far and look at this country, for instance. If not for God that God has you know brought people some brethren in. If we if things had continued. And that's what we are trusting God for because if we do not stand and to take our stand in this generation the land will be swept off in totally you know so the, your point is very very valid on the issue of teaching but just to add you know to the to the discussion we are noticing that all sorry, Barnabas encouraged the people that they should continue. Now, look at verse 24. This is what touched me. I don't know how you people see it. Verse 24 read as follows. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Then the next part of that verse is, and a great many people were added to the Lord. Do you see how verse 4 read? Barnabas was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith and a great many people were added to the Lord. How is the connection of Barnabas being full of the Spirit and faith connected with
0: the growth of the work?
6: Because Barnabas was so full of faith, it could act like a A role model to other Christians and other people, and of course, in our uh, the best way to reach out to people is to act uh, according to God's word. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes people don't listen, but they see. So if they see that you are acting in the way that God wants, then Mm -hmm. people are more likely to believe.
1: Exactly.
2: You see, as I'm telling George to the kids, like um, non-believers will not um, read. Our Bible, but they read our lives.
1: Hmm. So we are we are actually the 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 open Bible for the unbeliever to read. Our lives are actually is we are the living Bible for the unbeliever to look at and be encouraged and be challenged and say this kind of life I want to follow it. Yes,
5: just really a quick quick update. You know the recent. Earthquake mm. uh, has uh, flattened uh, Antioch. Tens of thousands have died and millions made homeless in uh, mm. southern Turkey and northern Syria. And one of the cities, is Antioch mm. was affected. Yeah. So just just I mean what you're saying about some of the things that we were um uh we've seen in history. It was a, a prosperous uh city in terms mm. of where the Christian they were first called Christians and the sending off of missionaries and all that. Yes. And what we know about it over time that it, it's mm. become a, a a a Muslim country. Mm. And now it's uh and now it's it's them what destroyed by an uh, earthquake. It's a or... God's God's you know God's plan will be fulfilled, isn't it? it's beyond yeah. our understanding where this yes. is Exactly. Have to see, ask God to help us see it. Yeah. Mm. The grace of God is still there.
1: Yes. You know, this, so thank God that we are able to correlate these things with, with real life um, um, memorials, in a sense, because this was where the gospel was preached and people followed the teachings of Jesus. And their lives were so transformed that they saw these lives and called them Christian like Christ. Yes. Mm. And you know, this, this kind of testimony, I'm asking myself, Lord, how did you bring it to pass in that place? It was through the life of people like Barnabas. Mm. You know, it, it's not, he it didn't perform miracles. The Bible did not tell us he performed miracles. No. The Bible did not tell us he, he, he did a lot of healing and people just gathered and the crowd was 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 overwhelming. No, it wasn't a miracle. He was a good man. Let's take note. Good man. He wasn't just good. You know, I thank God for the word of God. You'll be asking, oh, this man is a nice man. He's a good man. Why is he good? He was good because he was full Of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just morally good. You know. I've met people. Who are good. But they are not full of the Holy
0: Spirit. They are good.
1: So being good is is a nice thing. But let's do it the right way. Like Barnabas. He was good because. He was full. Of the Holy Spirit. that is the qualifying thing for me yes
3: kevin i mean i was having this discussion with a with i believe a born again christian this morning mm. and uh, the you know he was he was doing that thing about you know there are people who aren't christian that do very nice very good things very <laughs> nice things but the bible clearly says that mm-hmm. that you know you have to be you know you cannot please god unless you're born again mm. and mm. that is a bit that is a, that is a struggle to actually to actually accept that or understand that and as I say even as even as Christians it seems and uh, and you know okay now I'm going to try this one with you anyway is that you know a Christian who is who who is, who's doing less than good things a bad things sort of thing in that respect is now is that is now is still the only way you can please God more than an unbeliever that's doing good things so the good things that an unbeliever is doing has zero value. Mm. It, you know, because it's all temporary for a start. Yeah. Everything that they do is temporary. Mm. Um, but equally the other way of looking at it is is that that whether we do good or whether we do bad as Christians, we, we're still chosen of God and we're still, you know, we, he sees he sees Christ and doesn't mm. see us. Mm. Um but it, you know that's hard to in this day and age that's very hard to accept because many Christians don't actually believe that.
1: Yes. It's, it's, um is a what I want to say is that, yes, what you said is right. But I've I've seen people make the excuse that I can misbehave. I can do what I want to do because I'm a Christian. After all, I will get forgiveness.
3: I've never met anybody that said that. I know that we believe that people will, but I've never met anybody. I've met a few people that are struggling Yes, and they yes. are struggling and they are struggling. Sincerely, struggling. no problem.
1: Um, you know, I, I've shared not actually
3: I, saying I'm struggling or I'm doing this because I can get away with it. I've yeah. never, I've never heard anybody say yes.
1: That. I I I belonged, I thought I shared it with you guys before. I belonged, I will say I was deceived. The enemy deceived my understanding and deceived me. I belonged to that school of thought after I gave my life to Christ for some time. And this was just because I was not taught. The word of God. I belonged to that school of thought eventually, and God, in His mercy, delivered me that I had a freedom in my heart. I thought, I was taught, it's your inside that was born again. So, this was in secondary school. When I was trying to do the right thing, I suddenly came across friends I looked up to who felt. Who taught me and said, see, it doesn't, you know, the the question was, oh, but you're born again. Don't worry about beating up junior students. Don't worry about beating up your colleagues because I don't feel bad about it. Because remember, it was your inside that was born again. Your outside doesn't matter. And for some time, a lot of the students believed it. I saw senior students who I looked up to. I saw them, you know, these were people who used to teach Bible and everything. They were nasty. And I was, it was, it was, that was, I was confused. I said, this doesn't match up. How can you say you are following Jesus, but you are doing this? And the question was, but remember, it's my inside that was born again. Do you believe you are born again? Yes, I believe. Where are you born again? Where did you accept Jesus? In your heart. <laughs> and I did not read my Bible to the point where the Bible said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did not study my Bible to the point that when you are, when you follow Jesus, you are putting on Jesus. You are putting on the new man. I didn't read my Bible to that point. So all I'm just saying is that I'm not. What you said is right. The 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 Christian that is struggling, that is sincerely having problems, that is falling, he has the blood of Jesus who is speaking on his behalf, even up till now. For his, the Bible says the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel was calling for vengeance, but the blood of Jesus is saying, "Lord, I died for this one." forgive him. So that's why the Christian who is struggling has hope. He has has a deliverance in Jesus because he has come under the canopy of Jesus. That's why he cannot afford to go and kill himself like Judas who ended his life because he couldn't
0: see the need to run to Jesus for help.
1: Peter denied Jesus, bitter, but he went in repentance and came back to Jesus. So there is hope. Look at the Paul we are talking about today. Is it not Jesus that encountered him? If you were God, we do not have snuffed out the life of Paul since without hesitation. You have just snapped your finger and that's it. It's gone. That's Jesus. We have hope in him. That's the glorious thing. But for the unbeliever who is still insisting that I is my life, I know my life. You know that is a dangerous place to be because there's no hope. And and we are seeing it again and again and again. That where is the hope again? Look at what's happening in Turkey. Look at the world. So many. You there is no. There is so much darkness and all that. Where where do you have hope if not in Jesus? You you say you have hope in your business um, conglomerate and your business uh, um, plans. You are not sure what is going to happen to the share price. You say, oh, let's go and invest in Bitcoin. Bitcoin has crashed. You said, oh, let's build houses. Let's build houses. Let's build houses. Maybe our house we, we, it will yield value. Let's build houses. You go and build and bought a house in Turkey. Let's it. So, where is our hope? It's in Christ. You know, so like you were saying, the, good, the goodness of, of this man of God, Barnabas, was because of Jesus. If not for Jesus, we will not have heard of this man at all. Jesus gave him a name that he, he came under the name of Christ. That's why we we can see what he did. And the glorious thing is we are seeing why the man was good. When you are full of the Holy Spirit, directed by the Holy Spirit, that will be your testimony. This is what this is teaching me. As long as I allow the Holy Spirit to direct my life, this testimony will be mine. It will be yours. So the Bible said he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And because of that, that's where I'm reading it. Because of God walking through this man's life, a great many people were added to the Lord. Because those two parts of the verse would not have been written would not have been brought together if they were not, if God is not trying to correlate it for us. to say, I walked through this life. A great many people were added to the Lord. And he didn't stop there. Mm -hmm. The brother did not stop there. Look at what he did. In verse 25, as part of the son, as part of his testimony, son of encouragement, the Bible said, he departed to Tarsus. Eh? Barnabas departed, departed to Tarsus to seek for Paul. Do you see? I, I thank God for this brother. He went to look for him. It was a purposeful, uh, deliberate action. He said, see, I, I have this brother in Tarsus. You know, after he was sent to Tarsus for safety, for safekeeping, we didn't hear of Paul again. We didn't know what he was doing. But Barnabas thought, no, let me go and bring this brother. There's work to do. So he brought him. And who would have introduced Barnabas? Who would have introduced Saul to the brethren? It's Barnabas. Who would have said, this is a brother. He he, he used to deal with Christians and kill them, but Jesus has changed him the way he has changed you too. Come and see. Come 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 and help him. And Barnabas came together with Paul, and the Bible said he brought him to Antioch. And so it was for a whole year, they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. When people are getting saved, the next thing to do is not to just leave them alone. The Bible said they were taught.
2: You have to nurture them, George. Like, for instance, you will share the word of God to someone. It's not because they have prayed the prayer of uh, salvation; they accepted Jesus, and then uh, yes, they are already born again Christian because they accepted Jesus. But you don't leave them like that because they will still be vulnerable. But continue to nurture that person um, with the Word of God until they will be able, like, uh, uh, be able to eat meat before yes. milk, and yes. milk until they will be able to eat meat, isn't it? Mm.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that's why... We...
2: Also, George, um, yes. I can um, add, like, obviously, we are studying the uh, qualities of Barnabas as a good man. Mm. And it is so clear that the Bible says that faith without good work is dead. Mm. And that's when I think people, uh, are, uh, there are many people getting saved because they were so drawn of uh, their faith Mm -hmm. unto our Lord Jesus Christ, accompanied by their good works, Mm -hmm. accompanied by their uh, behavior, character, Mm -hmm. everything. It's a Mm -hmm. whole package, George.
1: Yes, that's true. Thank you for bringing that up because faith without works is dead. So he was a good man. He was good. And you're asking, why was he good? It was because of his faith in Christ. He was showing his faith in Christ. And that produced good works. So they are all correlated as directed by the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm praying that we will trust God. We'll make it a prayer point for us too. That the Lord will help us to be directed by the Holy Spirit so that we too can have this testimony. Because this testimony is powerful enough to bring souls to know the Lord.
0: This testimony and challenge unbelievers
1: to know the Lord. And the Bible said he brought a, a great many people were added. And he didn't stop there. He, 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 with his large heart, he went to look for Saul in Tarsus. St- you can call it he stressed himself, if I'm allowed to use that word, to go and look for somebody. He has, you know, the seeking of Saul. It's not as if he has been to Tarsus before. He must have gone there, not knowing where he's going. Ask the question: Where is this man, son of Tarsus? Do you know where he is? Who would have paid? If who do you think would have paid the trip for for them to come back to Antioch? Is it not the person who went to look for somebody to bring the person that most likely would have said, "Ah, don't worry about the money. Where where we are going to sleep? Where we are, let it be on me. Don't worry. Just follow me to Antioch." Yes, uh, Kevin.
3: But equally, I mean, he was doing a wonderful job, wasn't he? He was, he was really, you know, it was God was really blessing what he was doing. You know, yeah. anybody would say, "Cool, this is good." I'm, you know, but he said, "No, that's not enough. I need to go and get help. Somebody who... <laughs> to deny exactly. in some respect to, to do this work yeah. and um, the humility is the word I'm looking for.
1: Uh, yeah, honestly this is so this is reminding me of the story in Luke chapter 5. Do you remember when Jesus told Peter launch into the deep and let down your nets for a catch and Peter obeyed the Bible said he, there was so much fish that he called his partners, James and John bring your boat Let us carry this fish together. I can't carry it alone. Barnabas saw that a lot of people were getting saved. They needed to be taught. I cannot do it alone. Let me go and look for my partners. Let me bring other brethren to come and take part in what God is doing. We need it in the body of Christ. We need it Consistently. Nobody is an everlasting man. There is only an everlasting God. That's why we can't, nobody can boast about anything. He needed, he said, see, so what are you doing? There's work to do. Why don't you come and join me? Souls are being saved. They need to be taught the word of God. Yes,
3: Kevin. Okay. I was thinking about the revivals we've seen over the years, you know, the last couple of centuries. Basically, you know, from what I've seen, is what happens is that um, that that the people that are in the middle of that revival go out to other areas to try and cause the revival to spread. Mm. Whereas in this case, we see actually Barnabas to go out and bring the man of God, Paul. Mm. You know, they're both men of God. But the man mm. of God to in to strengthen. The revival, as it were, yeah, which is a bit different.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's a, there's a place for for that. I mean, um, I believe that this brother was acting as the Holy Spirit with directing because there there was no point getting the fish and leaving it to rot.
3: Well, that's what I mean. The revivals tend to they fade out, don't they? Yeah, you know, the yes. Revivals last so long.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly. So that's why in any revival. I, I, I have, like, you know, we've read the histories of revival and even from scriptures. If you do not teach people, if you do not, let me use the phrase, symbolically, roast them with the word of God, they will spoil, they will decay. You catch a lot of fish, you need to settle down <laughs> and reserve that fish. Salt them them. Thank you. Yeah. So that will be the salt of the earth. Exactly. <laughs> or else, maggots will start crawling. Just give it some time. maggots will take over. That's why what this brother, this brethren were doing is so important. Reviver does not tarry because the ministry of the word of God has been neglected. When there is a huge harvest of souls, The next thing is not to organize praise and worship seminars every day or miracle event hour. No, it is to settle down and make the people sit down to learn the word of God. It's so important. Or else, that revival will just finish there and then. Because it is not, not carried on because, you see, later, you, as you study the scripture, you will notice that what was happening in in Thassos, oh sorry, in Antioch was actually going to spread through Paul and Barnabas for the first missionary journey. But they needed time to teach the brethren there first. Now, hmm. I like in Acts chapter 13, the Holy Spirit spoke. They were praying. The Holy Spirit said, see, separate me. Barnabas and so for the work I have, they were going to push the gospel further, but they needed to consolidate what they were doing first, because if they are just taking off without the direction of the Holy Spirit, they will come back and meet empty chairs. <laughs> they will come back and meet trouble.
2: So, George, yes. uh, they need to solidify the foundation that they have already started. As yes. Uh, you know, evangelists, and you know, I am thinking in my mind if Paul is in Tarsus mm. and Barnabas is in Antioch, so it's all part of Turkey. Yes, and where where is it now? I was thinking, you know, mm. where where are those Christians? So just imagine that the place where um, they had the earthquake. That's like a Christian area way yes. back, to, you know, the book of Acts. Mm. And now it's gone. So that's why I, I feel so sad. And I was thinking probably this happened because um, people were going to go back to the history that that place was mm. a Christian place. And then who knows that... Um, a pole or a Barnabas will sprout unto this uh, place mm. w- w- because of this tragedy. And then probably the word of God can be, uh, you know, can be shared again to those people who have lost their loved ones.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, this should give us deep spiritual lessons. You know, before our very eyes, what is happening in Turkey and, you know, erosion of Christian, total erosion, is quietly happening even in other countries that have Christian heritage. Are we not in UK? The same thing. That's why you know, we, we in our own generation, because like we said, we can only do what we can for our generation and trusting God to establish, um, through God, of course, to establish lasting memorials in people's lives that can continue beyond our own generation, if Christ dies. That's the best we can do. It should teach us that we should trust God to leave lasting legacies, and what, what can he, how can it be done? It's not any big thing. In your own corner, in your own um, sphere of influence, see how you can impact people. Prayerfully trust God and say, Lord. And I don't believe that what um, Paul and Barnabas did here was as if it was millions. You know that word, Christian? Started from that scripture.
0: In verse 26.
1: And that word Christian. Affected people. And that word has suddenly spread through the world. To identify anybody who is following Jesus. What they did quietly. It wasn't on the internet. (laughs) It wasn't on Facebook. It was impacting the lives of people. There was no Facebook or internet for people to spread spread it. It just impacted the lives of people and that testimony has gone forth. What, what that is teaching me is that if I am faithful to God and I'm, doing, I'm, I'm faithfully following God, God will bless what I am doing and it can become a lasting legacy in the lives of people. That's what this is teaching me. I don't even need internet to spread it. I don't need to have one massive network, uh, social media network team working with me. No. All I, all, all I need to do is to faithfully affect people by the grace of God for the sake of Jesus, not for show, not for ostentation, not to be known and the Lord himself will make that legacy come to pass. It's not me. Let me tell you, when Barnabas and Paul were doing this, they did not know that the whole world would be reading about them, what they did in this verse 26. They did not know it. They only followed God faithfully at, during their time. And God used that testimony. And we are still reading about it. Hundreds of years after, we cannot talk about being a Christian, beloved brethren. That word without referring to what these brothers did. It's so wonderful to see. And they do not plan, it was not a plan to let the whole world know that they just wanted to affect the people in Antioch for Jesus. So, what was that teaching me? It's only showing me that if I am faithful and I truly am doing what God has asked me to do. I'm faithfully doing it and I'm trusting God to affect people for Jesus, not for myself. That legacy will affect people beyond my imagination. The people I do not have any clue and be affected by what I'm doing will be affected because it is God that is administering his work, not any human being. Jesus said, I will build my church
0: it's him that will build it. It's him that will build it. And we saw it. It was just wonderful to see.
1: Now, before we finish quickly, the son of encouragement, we saw what he did there. Now, do you remember how Barnabas and Saul? Barnabas and Saul split. You remember?
0: Maybe we should read it quickly. Um In Acts chapter six, is it sixteen? Yes. No, Acts fifteen, sorry, Acts fifteen. Now look at
1: look at look at it in verse thirty-six. Then after some days. Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back. This was when they were doing the missionary journey and reaching out to people and going back to strengthen the people who were saved. So let us go back and visit our brethren in every city where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Very wonderful work to do. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take them they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so, Barnabas took
0: Mark. The one that did not go with
1: them, Barnabas, son of encouragement, he still took him and sailed to Cyprus. But Saul chose Silas and departed, being commanded by the, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And they went to Cilia and and Syria, strengthening the churches. So they parted ways. Because Paul did not see why I should take somebody who will slow me down. I am on fire. <laughs> I am on fire, oh God. Don't mark with poor cold water on my fire. No, no, no. I am not taking him. <laughs> I'm not taking him. Sorry. Barnabas would have said, ah, but let's have patience. This, maybe he needs encouragement. Maybe he needs, you know, let's have patience. I know he, he was, he saw, maybe he saw the way they were beating you. <laughs> you know if you read the story it's not it's not easy God needs to help our hearts if you have not faced terrible terror you will not appreciate it
0: he saw how they were beating
1: all. <laughs> no I, I don't I don't think I can continue like this He didn't didn't understand that God had told Paul. Jesus had told Paul, he will will see how he has to suffer for my name. He didn't understand that insight. He wasn't ready to push forward the way Paul was going. And Barnabas saw it. He said, no, let's encourage this man. He's going to be useful for the ministry. Don't throw him away. Paul said,
0: no way. Excuse me. Don't we know
1: the end of the story? The son of encouragement. You saw the end of the story. Remember when Paul was writing to Timothy? Was it Timothy?
0: Let's, let's look at it. When Paul was writing to Timothy. Where is... Uh, I think he's in... Let's let me see. Says it's Timothy, I was right. Second Timothy. I think it's the last chapter there, isn't it? Yeah. Second Timothy chapter chapter four, yes. Um yes, second Timothy chapter four. Can I read it from verse nine? He said,
1: "This is Paul writing to Timothy years later. Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. Christians, Christians for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you."
0: For he is useful to me for ministry. John Mark was
1: now useful to Paul for ministry. In Acts chapter 15, John Mark was not useful to Paul for ministry. Excuse me, who later made, who did God use to make John Mark useful? For ministry.
2: The son of
1: encouragement. Son of encouragement. He refused to throw him away. He said, The John Mark you are throwing away now. Maybe that conversation would have gone this way. The John Mark you are throwing away now. I have seen the grace of God upon this man's life. It's time he needs it. will be very useful for ministry. No, I'm going to run. I'm on fire. <laughs> Is useful for ministry. The John Mark here was the one that wrote the book of Mark, isn't it? It was useful for ministry. Useful for ministry. You see, I'm asking God, God, can you help me to see your grace on people's lives? I might, let me not first of all see their weaknesses. No, Lord, please help me. Let me, not see the, let me see the grace of God
0: on their lives. The way you have been patient with me, Lord, please help me to be patient with people.
1: Help me. It's a sincere prayer because, you see, I'm discovering John um, um, Barnabas had a different heart. It's a lesson for us. And you know Paul was um, was desperate here. He didn't you know when he was writing. If you read the remaining, you know he was talking about the other brethren. You know he he didn't say he didn't talk about. He said
0: Tychios as I have sent Tychios to Ephesus.
1: But as for John Mark. If this work is going to progress, what I'm doing now, I need your mark. He's so useful.
0: May God help us to,
1: to be source of encouragement for people who will be useful to the kingdom of God. It's so glorious. Why, you know, why did God allow us to see the end of the story about that, about that argument? <laughs> it's to show us that God sees the end of everybody from the beginning. So what should we do? Let's have a large heart. At times, yes, there are faults, but let's see the grace of God
0: so that
1: the grace of the, the, the usefulness for the ministry will be evident at the end. So we'll pray, asking God to help us. To give us that type of heart that Barnabas
0: had. He sent,
1: waiting on God and said, don't worry. I am not God. You can imagine Barnabas telling Paul, are you God? <laughs> you are not God. You didn't die for, you are not Jesus that died for Barnabas, uh, for John Maxon. So let's wait for God to, to help him. And you see, it was, so, it was so glorious to see that John Mark was now so useful. If you call Paul now to discuss with you what happened, Paul will say, it's because of zeal that did not allow me to have patience. Zeal without the eye of faith
0: at times can spoil God's work. May God help us to 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 have this kind of testimony even in, in our lives. So I will stop here. Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at eight PM.